obituary. Martin Amis, the Mick Jagger of literature. The writer Martin Amis, 1949 to 2023, died this week after life in the literary spotlight. His appointment as a professor at Manchester University in the late 2000s resulted in a storm in a literary teacup. This academic spat was stirred up with some help from The Guardian. However, in that paper's obituary this week, it is glossed over within a brief comment about Amos's stints as a creative writing professor at Manchester University. My recollection of the time is of the arrival of a celebrity within the circle of brilliant new writers intent on rescuing English literature from its necrotic state. But already installed at the university was Professor Terry Eagleton, also with a stellar reputation as a literary critic and cultural theorist. The pair could have been ideal protagonists in a campus novel by Amos, or by his equally famous father, Sir Kingsley, whose early success was through one such novel, Lucky Jim. Eagleton was a leading Marxist scholar from nearby Salford, educated in a Catholic college, then on to Cambridge. Their very different worldviews erupted in a battle of high intensity waged in the literary pages. The dispute seems to have been triggered by a much-quoted interview by Amos at the time of the Two Towers terrorist attack in New York, in which he said, There's a definite urge, don't you have it, to say the Muslim community will have to suffer until it gets its house in order. What sort of suffering? Not letting them travel. Deportation. Further down the road, curtailing of freedoms. Strip-searching of people who look like they're from the Middle East or from Pakistan. Regardless of ironic intent, the court prompted the start of the feud between the two, which seems to have eventually subsided to a weary truce. Amos relocated in Brooklyn, New York. Eagleton moved a shorter distance up the M6 to the University of Lancaster. It was only later I learned about Amos's interests in chess and tennis. Boris Johnson referred to his passion for tennis in an obituary tribute this week. Chess grandmaster and author John Levitt provides me with information about Amos's interest in chess. Here he is capturing competitive chess with his typical elegance. The days of slobs and inverts, of fagash and crumbs in the beard are all behind us. Modern chess has become professionalised, technicised and glamorised with ranks of VDUs, its laptops, its display screens and mimic boards the press room was submitted to the TV burnish, the burnish of the modern. All is fingertip and button punch. The GMs are practically in lab coats. Information flashes and whirs like the figures on the computer database. We're out of the book, shouts one analyst to another around move 12, when one player unveils, as chess machismo dictates, his latest novelty. Amos maintains that plot is overrated in novels, except for detective thrillers. In his work, he continues this preference for plotless brilliance. His contribution to modern literature has been a significant one. 
My evaluation of it is about as worthless as a non-chess player passing judgment on a grandmaster's games, or a football man's a football fan storming at a referee's decision. What I can do is reflect briefly on his work as a process of creativity in action. The signals are there both in his writing and his own reflections in interviews and essays. He has the obsessiveness which, if controls, can produce high-quality creativity. His battle against cliché reveals his declared search beyond the ordinary until he captures each thought to his satisfaction. At another level, he pushes against literary conventions such as plot, which I mentioned above. In his later work, he plays around with the authorial voice. These are lofty regions needing competent guides. From my limited experience of the foothills of literature, Amos was an elegant stylist, devoting his undoubted talents on the various targets of his anger. Footnote for students of English literature. Martin Amis wrote an essay on cliché as an assault on the English language to be eliminated wherever possible. His advice is easier to agree with than follow. I'm sure he would have found plenty of examples to rage against in efforts such as this one. I leave the remaining clichés for readers or listeners to correct. <laughs>